0: Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me our entire party, Sans the Warlock, Necro. So, uh, getting into it, we have our druid.
1: I am Clay, the Erykod
0: Druid. Our, or, correct, the Erykod Druid. Right. Uh, our uh, fighter. Hey, this is Nate, playing Nalos, the Triton Fighter.
1: Our bard.
2: Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm playing Vala, the Asmar Bard.
1: Our Barbarian. Hey, this is Ku, playing Pahokwi the Yakfolk Barbarian. And our Rogue.
0: Hey, I'm Elise. I play Leonara, the Furbolg Rogue. So when we last left off, our heroes had just killed and helped in the regicide of Prince Felwind, um, ensuring that the Kingdom of Felwind would fall under the uh, rule of Chet. Who they have been in the employ of, uh, for the entire campaign. So there was a brief speech at the end of the battle, while you all were being tended to by the tiefling sisters. And uh, and Chet stepped out and like raised the severed head from of of Prince Felwyn. and this immediately stopped the skirmish that was happening outside the palace. Um, you know the fights that were going in the city streets of the capital city. All almost immediately subsided, and uh, the the losing, rebelling side um, submits. You know, lays down their arms, and many of them are captured. So, you all, you know, take some time to measure up and you know get your wounds attended to, but uh, not too long, maybe like you know half an hour of you know the dust clearing. Uh, Chet bids you all to join him in a off room from the throne chamber where you all had had that fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he brings you all into what is essentially a glorified office. It doesn't look to seem like it has any purpose other than for planning. Maybe like it has like a battle map of the Felwind forest that you guys have copies of now on a table that's, you know, quite large and wide and has a whole bunch of little, you know, character statues all over the map to you know, distinguish certain places of interest and potential um, military power in different towns. And Chet asks you to approach the table and uh, begins to go into how he aims you all to help him make Felwind Forest the paradise he wants it to become. So he points out on your map or I guess on the battle map, but you guys have the map, um, the different townships. And he sort of goes through the names as you see them and gives you guys a little bit of a summary of each one. And I should be ready with my version of the map so I can like go right into that, but I'm not. So right now I'm stalling to get the map up and I think I ran out of things to say that doesn't make that super obvious. So give me just a sec. Brilliant. Okay. So Prince Felwind uh, you know points to you know the capital city and then points to Ket Tas, the, the township that you all stayed in um, before you arrived at the capital.
1: You mean Chet, right? Not like the dismembered corpse of Prince Felwyn just pointing at this map? No, no,
0: yeah, I meant Chet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I, I was trying, I meant to say Chet, and then like I'm reading the word Felwyn, so you know how when you do that shit, like you're reading something when you're not talking about it, it just kind of comes out. Oh yeah, all the time. Um, so he points out that Felwyn Capital and Ket Toss are firmly under the grasp and uh, agreeing to the new rule Of, you know, Chet being the Lord of Felwyn Forest. However, outside of that, all of the port towns, all of the sort of uh, other towns are not in active rebel or anything like that, especially not after the news of Prince Felwyn's death gets out, at which point there are no legitimate heirs to take the throne, in which case he can spin the laws of the land to dictate that it would have fallen upon his shoulders anyway.
3: Do I need to be worried like for my safety because I was the one that killed him?
0: Um. Do you ask Chet that? Yeah. He sort of muses for a moment and seems to stroke a, a, a chin line that he doesn't own uh, and goes, well, I would definitely keep your direct hand in the matter a secret if possible. No one else was in the chamber when when it happened except for us. Well, and the sisters. They were present in the shadows. But outside of them and ourselves, no one should know that you were the direct hand that killed the prince. And if in any company that feels uh, fleeting loyalties to the royal blood, I would certainly keep that secret close to your chest.
3: Okay.
1: So no bragging. Got it. (laughs)
3: I am actively disappointed.
0: All right. Agreed. I'll be right back. So Chet tells you that he has a list of tasks that he wishes to set you towards. He doesn't really particularly care in what order you go about doing them. Uh, With the exception of one or two of them, he thinks that you really should wait until all the other things fall into place. And so he won't bother you with what those are until the time comes right for them. So he essentially lays it down very simple. There is (coughs) Melk-Tas, Alto-Tas, Port-Tuvas, Port-Linvas, and Vintas. All of these towns, he needs you all to go and negotiate through brawn or brain with the local governance of those townships and have them sign these contracts, which at this point he produces a you know series of contracts that are all rolled up and he says these contracts very simply state that they pledge that they pledge their fealty to the kingdom of felwind reinstate themselves as members of the kingdom of felwind if they weren't already most of them are mind you but the ports themselves think themselves outside of the reach of the forests, and i think that's incorrect i ask that you have their governance sign these contracts And you return them to me. I ask that you only take one or two at most with you at a time. These contracts are, as I'm sure you've experienced, powerful magical items. And should you fail or be killed in some fashion or simply lose them, it would be more beneficial if you only lost or destroyed a small amount of them at once. Also, I need you to determine the disruptions of Lake... Felmas, and the Fisher of Maru's Bed. Okay. Lastly, there is a non-elven township within the confines of the forest's borders. Helmarvis is a sort of haven for outcasts from many of the different kingdoms that border this forest. They have found themselves a sort of thieves' town, as it were. They conduct themselves in a very simple but all is fair way. I don't disagree with how they conduct themselves, but I do disagree with them not playing fealty to the kingdom. You see, the first step of this process to make this forest and by proxy this kingdom a paradise for all that live in there is that we must first unify all of the towns. So that would be the first task that I have us all set have you all set upon. I will dispatch the sisters to the corners of the forest, and they should not any one of them be too far from your mouth should you call for them. But, uh, be careful how you look towards their aid. Uh, They are, as you may have noticed at this point, talented in the arts of shadowy whatnots. They are not direct allies in battle. They will not come to your aid should you be in a scuffle. But information and subterfuge are their strengths, and should you rely on them for those things, I feel that you will find yourself not wanting. Is there anything that I can explain to you to make that task, or at least the first part of our task, more uh, palatable?
1: Um... Real quick on an out of character basis, sure. uh Kenny, can you repeat the names of all the towns that you like is it every single one on the map?
0: Yes. He named he, he named.
1: named every okay. marked
0: location on the map. Okay, cool. I was having trouble getting the map to stay up. Yep. He he mentioned that Ketas is not is already firmly within the unification process of the of the forest, so you won't need to go there. But all of the other towns, um you will you will need to go and speak with the local governance of hmm. <clears throat> okay
3: thank
0: you.
2: Mm-hmm. is um is the capital on this map
0: uh yes it should be felwyn capital should be in the top right corner yeah to the left of keptpts um
2: Oh, I see it now. I just opened the big version. Okay, good. Cool, cool.
4: That that all seems pretty straightforward to me.
1: Unifying scattered villages under the capital's banner. I can get behind that. Yeah. Well, very good. I do what not... do
3: we do with dissenters or those who you know, won't go along
0: with us? Well, I give you all the distinct benefit and privilege of choosing to solve that puzzle however you see fit. Again, the sisters will be at your beck and call to assist you with some, with some things that may be out of your reach. But, uh, and there are, there are, of course, uh, there is a quartermaster in the capital that will gladly outfit you with your uh, basic needs such as extra ammunition for your bow or whatever. Uh, should you need your weapons tended to, your armor mended, those those services will gladly be applicable to you here. There is a blacksmith that I could let you set him to a task, and, you know, should you be out for a certain amount of time, I'm sure he could complete even more daunting tasks while you are between missions. But, uh, please, out, outside of the... the faculties and resources that I have available for you within the capital uh, I, I let you do your tasks however you see fit if you feel that you have to break a few fingers to get the governance of the town to sign then so be it if they will be entirely persuaded with word alone then so be it if they need you to go run an errand for them like fresh salted meat I don't know what these people need that's why I want them to be a part of the fold so I do know what they need so I can provide for them does uh <clears throat> does most of the forest know about your uh lack of being alive condition? I would definitely keep that tight to the chest. If someone brings it up, then certainly converse with them on the fact that I am indeed an undead, although it is a somewhat recent development in my unlife as it were. So I would be surprised if that secret has gotten too far. Okay.
4: Secrets. Got it.
1: Super good at those. Yes, of course. <laughs> well. Right. And uh, I assume you have already begun keeping up your part
0: of our bargain? Well, that is indeed quite the question, is it not, Bahokui? The one who stomps strong, the one who travels far, the one who fells all that stands before him, yes?
1: Yes, that uh, that does sound like me.
0: Well, I suppose I should offer this small token of my appreciation to begin your, what's the proper word, legacy of renown. And from that, from a fold of his robe, he produces a small brass statuette that has a remarkable likeliness to Pahoqui. It's about uh, a four inch tall statuette And he produces it and hands it to you I uh, look at it Look it over What do you think?
1: Fantastic craftsmanship
0: Well, perhaps so But I ask, do you feel like Your essence is captured within this Portrayal of yourself You see several places in the world Of some note Including and not limited to The art district of the great city Yal is having has commissioned from us our our uh, well crafter artisans twelve foot tall versions of these statuettes that they'd like to display. I need a second. He's losing it. <laughs> he muted himself. That's that's amazing.
1: Sorry, sorry. I heard that I'm getting 12-foot-tall
0: statues and multiple. Um... Yes, they'll be erected in places where anyone would be able to visit them. In fact, we are looking to how we could magically protect one and have it erected within, I believe, your tribe's... Uh. Known territories in the north. Yeah, this looks. This is fine. This is fine.
1: Wonderful. I uh, turn away and wipe something out of my eye. Mm-hmm.
0: Please keep the small manufactured statuette for yourself. There is no reason for you not to have a copy of yourself for yourself. So, uh, was there anyone else that feels that their contracts need to be, what's the word, assured?
2: Um, I kept faith, um, you know, I, I, uh, I came to your aid. I, I would certainly like my, uh, my contract, uh,
0: fulfilled. You bring up a valid point, and for you I will not dare ignore And I would point out further that it is not a single one of you in my presence that I wish to ignore. All of you will be receiving what you have requested of me, for even though some of you deviated from the path that I set before you, I believe whatever slaps on the wrist that were given by breaking said contracts, they have been forgotten, put to the past. You have come to me in a time of great need, and I feel that you will each be absolutely instrumental in the unification of this forest. And for that, I feel there is no price too large. So, I believe I promised you legacy, is that correct?
2: Uh, you did,
0: sir. And I feel that having it known throughout the lands, not only your visage, but some of the townships on your path here have become to known you, is that correct? They have, sir. And now, uh, go ahead.
2: I have uh, been. I have found uh, the the towns of um, Lizard and uh, Crow most welcoming.
0: As well, you would. In fact, allow me to prove my point, please. Join me to this side of the chamber, to which he pulls back a curtain to reveal a large, uh, crystalled mirror. Almost, it, it's hard to see you yourself. Your image is fractured like the different angles of crystal, but it's clearly some sort of uh, mirror. He sort of wipes his hand across it, uh, and the crystal ridges smoothen out to make a proper mirror. And you see from a bird's eye view, a a a active like in real time. Uh, view of the tribe of Yak folk, mm-hmm. and you see several of them, te- and you can hear them. You can hear their voices. They're telling the story of how they were blessed by the 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 holy path of the Child of Light, and how when at request was eager and in in bathing us in not only her radiance but her soothing song that brought strong warriors to tears and humbled even the mightiest of chieftains you can they're telling your story you are being remembered by the people you've seen and this this continues like in several sessions of maybe 15 20 seconds the the, the lizard folk uh one of them you you see it like another view of the rainforest you can see some of the lizard folk are trying to craft uh an instrument that mimics your own in in look um you can get another image to one of the inns that you performed in and you can hear a uh, a local bard attempting to replicate the song you sang uh with your own particular twangs and and you know limericks it's it's a visual representation of you being remembered where you've been it's pretty cool
2: awesome that is a an inspiring sight
0: he nods and goes there's also some representatives from the various colleges that would like to speak with you when you have free time in the capital. They'd like to work with you in crafting a song that is directly inspired by you and would be put put upon the thick songbooks of Yalzar, uh, of, of the great city Yal's Bard College. Hmm this would ring is quite the honor. Uh, Not everyone gets to write their own song. That's kept. Uh, Every song in those books is taught to the bards that attend that college. So that's quite the honor. And so I hear those books are quite thick with two C's. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, As a, a student of the Bard college, um, that that's making it. Absolutely. Uh, So, um
0: I hope that is acceptable I am not for that
2: is uh that is you know uh my ask my aspirations um absolutely um I would be honored to work with the um esteemed bards of the uh central college and um look forward to meeting more of the uh the citizens of your
0: your country he nods and you imagine that he is attempting to smile but again without lips it's impossible um he goes i must confess within you i am not terribly familiar with the traditions of your profession so i actually brought upon people who are and i was assured that this would be acceptable i'm glad that you see it the same way
2: uh your efforts are appreciated Mm -hmm.
0: He's the best boy ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys did him a solid. He's doing it in turn. Um, did a solid. Like, we overthrew, you know, a government. Right. <laughs> you, yeah, you... but like, fuck that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, good things come to those who cooperate. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of looks to the rest of you. Like, I believe I am still indebted to some of you. On the contract matter.
4: You, you did say that if I completed my contract, I would get to at least have a hint on where to go, hoping to find my sister. But uh, I do know that I did, in fact, fail my contract. I don't know that I deserve it.
0: He sort of turns his head to the side a tick and goes, you are correct. You, did devi- you were one of those who deviated from the path. Although, if I am to be honest with you, I honestly expected you to. I can see within your heart that, well, anything remotely resembling unbecomingness or underhanded maneuvers would uh, would never sit right with you. So, color me not surprised. But, however, as I have said before to your bard compatriot, and to the, all of you entirely, I intend on making good on what those contracts said to you, regardless for what you had done upon your pathway to here. What matters is how you finished that journey, and how you finished that journey was coming to me in my time of need. Therefore, I believe I promised you information on your sister, as you've already pointed out. And I have good news for you on that matter. She's a tricky one to find. She clearly doesn't like being tracked, and she knows when she is. But when I last heard... She had recently made contact with some of the locals at the Lake Felmos. Wonderful. I'm sure that the people there could tell you more. She might even still be there. My information is a few weeks old, so I could be wrong. Even if you post-hasted to the lake itself, you might have already missed her. But the breadcrumbs are there, and I'm sure they'd be glad to help. I understand she was quite the local savior some sort of disease that she was a essential keystone to remedying. I'm sure you'll be well-received. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir. Of course. Ah, yes. Leonara, right? Yes. I believe that you also have something owed, is that correct?
3: Yes, though so my curse was not nearly as bad as uh, my compatriot's.
0: This is true, but as I have already said several times, all of you will be rewarded for what you've already done. So, with that in mind, I offer you this. And he produces a small, almost looks like a marble at first, uh, but it's a, it's in fact more of like a, a, a glass, almost like a crystal stone. It uh, fits very squarely in your palm, and it has etched into it a face, almost like a drama mask, on the one side, and it is smooth upon the back. He says, "This is what's referred to as a sending stone. Are you familiar with such a device?"
3: I've uh, heard heard tale of such things, though I've never been fortunate enough to lay eyes upon them myself in person before.
0: Very good. So you're familiar that they serve the basic purpose of communicating between itself and the other partner stone over great distances the people uh, with an ear and eye shot or earshot can hear what is spoken through the stones I have d- dispatched merely an hour ago one of my fastest riders and also most diplomatic I understand that he has been given directions to find your people ...within the rainforest to the north, and where, when upon finding them, will give this stone to them. And, well, he is more than a rider, I assure you. He is a talented warrior and medicine man. He has been sent to be of whatever aid your people possibly require until you are able to return to them. And the sending stone will be placed upon the hands of your village's elder, so you may speak and communicate with your home... Anytime you wish.
3: Well, uh, wonderful. Thank you.
0: Of course. Um. I think that's everyone except for Necro, is that right? I think so. Um, yeah. I believe so. Um, so he turns to Necro, and I'll just do this exchange a little faster since he's not here, but For your benefit, Necro, if you listen in. um, I'll I'll message you privately so you know what's going on. Um, He produces to you a small book. Leather bound with simple writing on it in Elvish. If those who can read the Elvish, it clearly says The History of the Black Feathered Birdman. Or how the... uh, Oh jeez, what are they called again? The Kenku how the kenku fell from the skies and he he then also produces a small ebony statue of a fly or like a like a horsefly and he gives it to him and informs necro that once every moon cycle you can use this to feel the breeze through your feathers as your people have long desired i hope you find it well and use it only when you need to for as i said it takes quite a time for the magic within it to come back. And so he gives it. Um, And he goes, well, with that, I believe I must take myself to more, well, what I suppose, regal matters that have suddenly come upon my plate. But before you all uh, head off, I must know which of the townships or... Uh, Maru's bed or the lake, will you be heading towards first? Well,
1: personally, um, I look over at Nalos and then back at the map. I think we should head to the lake first. If If we have a chance to... If we have a chance to get a hit on your sister, while we while the news is fresh, then we should take it while also handling our task there.
2: Mm-hmm. It's also fairly close, so I'm definitely down with that. Yes, yeah, sounds good with me. All
0: right, to I'm the you are ready to go for a swim. <laughs> Chad goes excellent, and he you know selects a contract from the. P- pile of contracts that he has and extends it to the group and he goes you must go there find out who the leader of the the lake side town is and have them sign this when it is signed you no no longer need to worry about the safety of the contract it will be secure Uh, when you're complete with your task please return to the capital if I am available I will gladly direct you upon your next task however if I am not One of the sisters will certainly be in my place and will be glad to assist you. Before you leave, I ask that you check by the Provisioner. I ask that you check by the Quartermaster. And the Blacksmith and Apothecary all may wish to see you, or at the very least may be able to offer you some things to lighten the burden of your task as you set out. Also, last thing, uh, and then I must go, Uh, the, the stable is just outside of the palace walls. On the eastern side. Uh, if you exit through the east gate, you will be able to find yourself in the ownership of a horse to the, each of you, with the exception of your already mounted friend. And wor- worry not, yak folk. The horse we found for you is stout and proper.
1: Glad to hear it. I'd hate to crush one of your horses. <laughs> Uh,
2: so, thank you. That will help us in uh, getting around.
0: Well, you doing your task effectively and efficiently is paramount, so anything I can do to help. Well, if you have no further questions, I, again, must be away. Okay, Alright.
1: Did Sounds anybody bad. take the contract from him? Okay. Uh, Who wants uh, to
2: be in charge of that?
1: Um, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So papers. Um, who took the contract? I did. Okay. So um, you all, I assume uh, he he leaves, and leaves you all to you know figure out your your next point of uh, of travel. But uh, which of the, those places do you head to first? Uh,
4: what is if it you said? The quartermaster, apothecary.
0: A provisioner and the blacksmith. And then naturally you'll want to hit the stables on your way out.
4: I would think probably the provisioner
0: first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. You all uh, kind of blindly for a moment go, All right, yeah, time to go to the Provisioner. Where is that? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, as you all sort of make your way out, you notice that you're being followed by one of the sisters. She approaches you and says, So, off to burden your rucksacks, I take?
1: Yes. seems to be the case
0: very well I imagine you don't know where you're going follow me it's like she can read minds guys it's like she was I in the room follow. the whole time listening <laughs> sorry I'm trying to find a specific thing for how I'm doing the provisioner yeah ah oh, brilliant okay so, you were all led to a pretty modest-looking storefront outside of the palace walls, uh, but the moment that you all enter, a gently frenzied gnome walks forward. He is uh, avidly working on the, the stocking, the shelves, but as you all enter, he goes, Yes, just, just a moment, I'll be right with you. Uh, but then... As he sort of turns his head away, he sees the tiefling and goes, oh, oh, madam, uh, you're early and you have brought... Right. uh, Again, just a moment. And he sort of scurries off to the back room. Uh, You're standing in a very sort of standard general store. There are shelves upon shelves and things hanging from the ceiling, like cured meats. There's all manners of, of rope Basically you're standing in a place where You go, oh okay, this is This is this is the player's handbook General goods section on display mm-hmm. Like this place is incredibly well stocked Okay um,
2: I'd definitely Like to buy some uh, new Strings for my instrument
0: Okay um, yeah. Alright, so, uh, as he returns, he has a series of six, um, like, uh, haversacks of a sort. Large camping, um, and, uh, mountaineer backpacks. hmm And essentially, here's what you guys get. If you guys go to page 151 in the Player's Handbook, there is a a green... Box on the bottom right that says equipment Packs Mm -hmm. Each of you may pick Any one of those that you want Probably whichever one is most Fitting to you Okay. So look at any of those Don't look at the gold value that doesn't matter But um Any of those packs You may add it in its entirety To your inventory Oh and also all of those Contents are in a um What's the word? I can't remember magic item names. I think I know what this is. Yeah, you're getting one of those, homie. It includes a magic item. Uh, yeah. it, well, it's inside of a magic item. <laughs> oh. Um, shit! It's
4: got a person's name like before it. Yeah, uh,
0: it's it's like Hedvard's haversack or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, so each of you receive a HeWords Handy Haversack, which is a rare, wondrous item. It's a backpack that has a central pouch and two side pouches, each of which is an extra-dimensional space. Each side pouch can hold up to 20 pounds of material, not to exceed two volumes of cubic feet, or a volume of two cubic feet. The large (laughs) central pouch can hold up to eight cubic feet, or 80 pounds of material. It always weighs five pounds, regardless of its contents. Placing an an item inside the haversack follows the normal rules for interacting with objects. Retrieving an item from the haversack requires you to use an action. When you reach into the haversack for a specific item, the item is always on top, no matter what. Um, If it is overloaded, if a sharp object pierces or tears it, the haversack ruptures and is destroyed. If the haversack is destroyed, its contents are lost forever, although the artifact always turns up again somewhere. If the haversack is turned inside out, its contents spill out, uh, unharmed, and the haversack must be put right again before it can be used. If a breathing creature is... Never mind, we won't worry about that, because you guys won't put anyone living inside of these things. I mean, as far as we know.
2: What page is that on again?
0: Um, the, the pack choices or the haversack?
2: The pack choices?
0: Uh, page 151 in the Player's Handbook. Okay. I'm sure if you Google search D&D 5th edition equipment packs, you might be able to find that as well. Um, But that's where it is in the book. And then uh, Hayward's Handy Haversack, which you guys each now have, one of is on page 174 of the Dungeon Master's Guide. I might actually be picking one of those up this week. Nice. Alright, so you guys all get a handy haversack with, you know, your kit desired pack inside. Um, let's see here. Uh, he, he so the the gnome returns with one of these haversacks for each of you, yeah. and then uh, and goes. Oh, I I believe that was what was uh, requisitioned by Chet. Uh, <laughs> he sort of smiles wildly, wide, widely, and um, sort of. Holds his hands together in, in hope and the tiefling woman like scoffs and rolls her eyes and reaches into her belt pouch and throws a very small pouch of gold or, or assumed gold onto the uh, in, into the hands of the, the shopkeep. And uh, he then opens it, looks inside, smiles even wider somehow, and then looks to you all and goes, if, if you're ever in town and need anything, please stop by. I will keep my shelves stocked for your benefit, of course.
4: All right.
2: Thank you. Uh, we will let you know.
0: He nods and then goes back to tending to the store.
2: Yes. Do you guys want anything else or should we head to the next uh, location?
1: I'm pretty well stocked up on things. I'm ready to go. I have everything I need.
2: Alright,
3: where should we go next? Apothecary. I want some potions.
2: All right,
0: Papa Carey. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Since
3: actually on my on list too.
2: Potions.
0: <laughs> Potions. Potions may fly. <laughs> um, These stairs go up. Oh my god, do they? <laughs> so <laughs> so the tiefling uh, woman leads you all out of uh, there and to another part of town, uh, not terribly far away. You're beginning to get a sense for uh, the, the calm that has followed the storm that was the little... Strife there's a uh, the occasional discarded sword or or spear on the street still from the scuffle, and occasionally you see people with fresh black eyes or wounds that have been tended to scuffle
2: uh, civil war, don't worry about it,
0: yeah, you know it's just the afternoon of a of a nice quick civil war in the morning to start the day off, right, <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's just the warm-up. It's
1: yeah.
2: probably more of a coup than a civil war.
0: You're, you're right, you're right.
1: Yeah. Hey, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she, she leads you down a few streets into a place that has a chimney that looks like a pottery vase and is pluming quite the interesting smoke. Uh, it has a strong scent that fills the air and sort of stings your nose. It's not unpleasant, but it is, it is undeniably pungent. And as the door opens into this uh, shop that is clearly marked as an apothecary, uh, the tiefling goes, I don't like how it smells in there. Go in there and get what you need. If they put up any guff, just tell them Chet sent you. Okay,
3: well, do you need us to get you anything when we go in?
0: She's already pinching her nose and goes, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm quite fine.
1: Well, having seen the big pottery thing, I, I go in pretty quickly. I want to
0: check it out. Um, all right, so you all enter the apothecary. There is a pair of brothers that seem to be stirring a large cauldron, uh, almost almost comically large, um, and it seems to be some sort of murky broth that is being stewed. Uh, with one brother with a large, almost naval, ore, stirring the thing, and the other brother occasionally dropping ingredients and muttering some manner of incantation. This place looks very similar to the Provisioner's Store in terms of its st- uh, shelves being stocked to the brim with reagents, ingredients, and shelves uh, upon shelves filled with vials, potions, and scrolls. Uh, without looking at you, the brother who is stirring goes... Brother, I do believe we have guests, and by the smell of them, the palace walls, I believe they're here to collect what Chet requisitioned. To this point, the other brother turns over and like drops what is definitely a still-living small animal inside the vat. And he goes, Ah, yes, we've been expecting you. At this point, you can see that there's something gently off about the way these two men's facial structures are put together. It could be they've been disfigured by acid or something of that nature, but it's just their faces don't look quite correct, even though they're, outside of that, normal-looking humans. Well,
4: yeah, we're here to get whatever Chet said we're getting.
0: Well, uh, the, the same brother who is walking towards you all, the non-stirrer, he goes, well... Of course we have that prepared for you, but I must ask, you are quite the interesting group of people. Is there anything that you require in speciality?
2: Uh... I would certainly like some, um, several uh, healing potions.
0: He sort of waves your request away like, of course, of course, of course. Simple things that anyone could possibly require. We will have those in your belt of of, of tonics that has been requested. There, those will be there. But anything out of the ordinary, dare say?
1: Uh, you wouldn't happen to have a alchemy jug? that she'd be willing to
0: part with. Uh, His his grin goes almost devious uh, (laughs) as you request such an item. He goes, I have exactly what you're looking for. You're well educated, my friend. But for the bartership of such a device, I would request something of, well, your entirety. What would that be? Well, I have before me quite the bouquet of fantastic flavors from all over the world. I request a small sample from each of your party members for the exchange of the alchemy jug. Uh,
2: What exactly do you mean a sample?
0: Well, I'm glad that you asked. Uh, He sort of dances around. You see him draw a very small pocket knife. And as he sort of like gently taps it upon each of you as he sort of goes through this list. Uh, which is each of you. Uh, He's he like of... the creeper hag all over again. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. If you were an alchemist and this, like, walking parade of, of reagents walked in, you'd be pretty stoked. That's fair. <laughs> um, he, like, flip flicks one of Carax's larger wing feathers up and he goes... A predominant wing feather of an Arakoa? Mm. You should never see such a thing in this time of season. He, uh, like, f- gently un- uh, flips up a couple of your scales. Uh, Nalos and goes, Triton scales? At this cost? Oh, huh, I'd be the envy of the town! Walks up to Pahoqui and goes, A chip of yak folk horn? For free? mm Mmm! I could brew a potion with that much of your essence that could take a man my size and make him taller than you, pointing at Pahokui. Goes to Necro, a shaving of a Kenku beak. Do you know what I... (laughs) Sorry, of course you don't know what I could do with... Uh, splinters of Kenku keratin. But <clears throat> needless to say, well, the possibilities are borderline endless. Well they're single instance, but outside it within the very never mind. Uh Vala uh he sort of goes to Vala he goes the blood of a child of light? I could make a a banner, a war banner that glows like the sun, no matter the time of day. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, and you know, so so, uh, fur have kind of like uh, almost scab like um, growths along yeah. their chin line and like along their joints. Um, and so he like placed he like taps the side of the knife upon one of Leonara's sort of uh, calloused bumps, and he goes. A, a, a furbolg's rock? My god, I could make a, a concoction, an oil even, a salve, that could not only close a wound within a blink of an eye. No, no, no. Simple healing will not suffice. I could craft a salve that could take a small legion of warriors and make them the durableness of golems. Hm. Well, I don't think I need
3: anything that extreme.
2: Now, tell me more about this uh, war banner that shines like the sun. Could you make it into, you know, something other than a war banner?
0: He looks at you and goes, well, with the right amount of your blood, I could craft just about any linen or such luxury and have it glow like the sun.
2: Does it glow like the sun all of the time or on?
0: I could do either.
2: (laughs) How much blood to turn my... A liter. My... How much blood to turn my... Into one such a device? A liter. <laughs>
1: a liter of cola.
2: <laughs> a liter is I don't know how much quite blood a lot. people
1: have, but I feel like that's a good bit. <laughs> that's a couple sessions. <laughs>
2: take when you donate blood it's like a pint right
4: i don't know that's my blood
1: i don't give that away <laughs> <laughs> you come in pints uh hey oh well uh, there's there's a, a like five ish liters of blood in a body
0: <laughs> oh yeah if you if you uh, are down a full liter of blood uh well, you won't go into sh- into hypo. Uh, what is it? Hypo something shock? Hypothermia. Think. Uh, no, hypothermia is from temperature. Um, it's like hypo something shock. I'm sure Google can tell us. Um, oh, but uh, if you're down a liter you are on risk of death. Okay. Well,
2: I really want that that cloak though.
4: Well. Well, I mean, this is just to get an alchemy jug, but, you know, after you have a few days, we could come back, get some more blood, and get you a fancy cloak. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know He's what an gone. alchemy jug does, but... If Karak wants it, it must be cool, right? Yeah. What,
2: what is an alchemy jug?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, are you the asking them is... at this point? How yeah. big would that potion make me? <laughs> <laughs> Why, why, my friend? With enough of your horn, which I'm sure you would grow back in only a mere season or two, would make you stand the size of a house. Think of how big a house you could punch. Now I, now, now I just
1: step aside and start like stroking my beard, because I think while well, you
0: guys handle the rest of that. Yeah. So, a sample for the jug of each of you, but naturally I could fashion some manner of device. With time, of course, and your, well, grown materials, for any of you, should you desire. And you can... So any, any eyes that grace up, the stirring brother has, like, stopped stirring and is, like, giddy. Like, he's, like, stamping his feet a little bit, and he's, like, excited. Man, I could be size. I mean, if you really want this alchemy
4: jug, I can spare a few scales. I I would like this alchemy
1: jug. It could uh, benefit us greatly in our travels.
3: I will offer you one gold. Well, I guess like to assist you in purchasing this.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: The, the, to, the, to which the, 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 the more talkative of the two alchemists points at the gold and be like, gold will not do. The samples are the only thing I could require. Gold... What does a gold do, other than well? I suppose it does have a lot of alchemical purposes in terms of bonding agents. But that's not the point. I can find gold. You all in my parlor at once. Come now. The opportunities must blind you. I
2: uh, I will um consent to a sample, not a liter, a <laughs> blood. But uh, I would want it uh, want uh. Great assurance that it would not be used um, for any harm to my person, oh. as I'm sure you know blood um, can bring um, when used by experts as yourself can be used to uh harm the uh the person it came from.
0: He nods and goes, of course, of course of course, if anything came to a harm upon any of your heads at my wrist and doing or my brothers Chet would have us all flayed upon the open and there's no need for that I can't do experimentation when I'm dead
2: Chet's not the only one you would have to worry about
0: of course naturally
1: the size of a house you say yes
0: a two story one even
2: alright um so, so how's everybody feeling I- I'm willing to help a, help a pal out
0: Sure, because
2: I think he needs he needs a sample of all of
0: us. Yes, that was yeah. th- that's the deal. Yeah. You, each person in the party gives this person a sample, as was described. Then he would hand over an alchemy job jug, jug.
1: Yes, I suppose I can part with a shaving of my horn. The size of a
0: house.
1: <laughs> if i just gave you one of my horns could i get that
0: <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> Hell yeah. do you have a saw <laughs> he 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 reaches he reaches behind him and produces one. Uh, that was weirdly fast, but I'm going to let that go. All right. So does everyone consent to giving a sample from their person? Yeah,
2: um I really want that glowing cloak.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So how about we get a little weird and you just like take some blood and I like pound back a healing potion and, and it's
0: totally fine. I'd get weird. That's that's not how that would work. But yeah. I mean, let me let me let me just be frank with you, uh, since I don't want to like ambush you with getting you know damaged. If you offer the leader of your blood, I'm going to put you into this second stage of exhaustion for three days.
2: Okay, no, never mind. Can you? Can we do it, like, over time? Can I do, like, a pint now?
0: He nods. If you do that, then uh, at the completion of, you know, three pints, I would be able to begin work on the linens.
3: Cool, cool.
2: Sounds
0: good. So, yeah, do a pint. Okay, so he sets up a... Rig to drain a pint of your blood and proceeds to do so. Um, d- during that time, does everyone? Because I'm not hearing everyone. Does everyone consent to giving a sample? Yes. 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 Okay. He yep. goes about extracting a sample from each of you. Uh, the people that it sounds like this would happen to, you take a point of damage. Um, okay. okay. So he sort of he plucks your feather. It ha- it hurts for a second. You don't take damage from that though. Um, okay uh but you do lose 1 foot of flight speed for the next week. Okay. Um Pahokwi okay. he he sort of takes like this uh almost like a like a like a wood plane <laughs> and shaves a few micro thin sheets of horn material off of the uh upper third of your horn. Okay. So it doesn't really change the profile of your horn too much but like if you looked at it you'd be like the fuck happened to that guy's horn it's like really like like divots a little it's off yeah it's it's weird yeah um it's fine and, and, i mean i'm th- getting a big dude potion <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that that doesn't hurt you um uh necro same sort of story sort of takes that plane to his beak and shaves off a few like micro thin slabs of of keratin
4: that's the one with that would like really creep me out because like you slip too far and <laughs> <laughs>
0: right that's, yeah well, he probably starts closer to the face and away from the face. Mm-hmm. Again, this guy's a professional, I guess.
1: <laughs> I, I guess probably.
0: Um, Nalos, you actually take uh, three points of damage as he flays a one-inch-wide, three-inch-long section of your skin off. How? Ouchies! That's uh, pleasant, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it hurts. Um, it's, it, it's okay Nellis It's it's for a good cause uh, you, A you jug that can that make
4: effect. two gallons of mayonnaise For some reason? Sure, whatever <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I Dude. looked it up And I'm looking
1: at this list And it's like, what the
2: fuck <laughs> is <laughs> mayonnaise? <laughs> it makes beer too
1: it, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is the most important item We've been given all day, guys
0: <laughs> It also makes wine yeah. Um, all right. 12 so, gallons of salt water. <laughs> uh, let's see. I who, who mean, have you sound eye? like
1: you're making that right now.
0: Heyo. Um, <laughs> let's see. Necro, Pahokui, Nalos, Kairock. Okay. Um, Vala, He, you know, he takes this, uh, you know, a, a large, you know, vial of your blood first, and then you know takes the pint. Um, you're gonna feel woozy and you're going to lose your proficiency bonus to charisma checks for the day. Okay. Uh oh no, to uh wisdom checks. That makes more sense to me. Does she get a cookie? No. What? <laughs> Where <the> fuck you. <laughs> uh, and then Leonara he he sort of like cuts into one of those rocky um, you know, callus bumps uh on your left elbow and you take a point of damage, but not you don't really feel it too much until it, like, hits the root a little. Which is like, ow. Ow. Um, and then he goes, all right, very good. So, with that done, I will take these samples and I will turn just... To, Brother, you, stop stirring a moment. and Go fetch the jug. And he goes, ah, oh, yes. And scampers off and comes back with this rather sizable um, pot that has... Um, like, ten spouts that are all corked and, like, fastened shut with little tassels to keep the corks from falling off and away. And, uh... That, the the stirring brother offers the jug to the party and goes, I, I don't know who's gonna hold it, but here you are.
3: <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll hold on to that. And then, um... Oh, from hanging over his shoulder, he produces a... Series of six strings of rope uh, Like lengths of rope Each length of rope has five Potions um, Wrapped up within And he goes, I believe this is a belt Or a bandolier or whatever you'd call it of, of, of healing potions for each of you And he sort of hands one of these Ropes of five healing potions to each player Oh sweet okay.
2: So um Out of character, what is what are these potions?
0: The potions are healing potions
2: but like minor
0: Oh, yeah, just as they are in the handbook in the player's handbook. I forgot that I made like lesser and greater healing potions completely canon and Yalzar.
2: So five lesser healing potions.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um and then uh you notice uh he also the, the the first brother after storing the samples that he took from y'all away produces a small re uh like leaf wrapped like almost like a lambus bread type of situation. Uh and he goes, Inside of each of these is a series of tablets. If you ingest a tablet, it will sufficiently feed you for two days. You must drink water as well. Can't tell you how many times I've given these to people. And they don't drink water, and then they get surprised when they're on the verge of death. And so he extends one of these little, like leaf, pamphlet, uh, leaf-covered uh, medicine pouches to each of you. There are ten tablets in each. Awesome. Eat.
4: Look at that! All this fits so nicely in our fancy new Habersack. hero tandy haversacks.
0: <laughs> um. Well, I believe that's all the business we have for you now. Should you find yourself in the capital in the near future and in need of our, our chemical prowess or to donate some more samples, you could always come by. We are very much in the interest of making magical items for your needs with your parts at no price other than, well, you.
1: The size of a house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, d- did now. you give him the horn? Did you... Saw your uh, horn, horn off? Uh,
1: let me... I I want to take the saw from him so that I can saw a good chunk of my left horn off for him. <laughs> All right,
0: give me, like, a fraction amount of how much of your horn. Um, like... Equivalent to, you know, Hellboy's horn. Yeah. Now it has the yeah, left yeah. over. Okay, that, so that the, ma- the, there. the vast majority of it, then. Yeah, like three-fourths. Okay. So he takes that and is actively trying to, like hold in his excitement he goes very well <laughs> next time you're in town I will absolutely make sure that the the concoction you've requested is <laughs> Pahokui,
1: is ready for how you big Chesapeake could get that's my horn I'm gonna be the size of a house <laughs> 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 picture Pahokwe is just gonna
4: start like knocking back this potion every time it wears off
1: right um, I truly will become the chief of chiefs, at least the largest. <laughs> They're going to need a bigger statue. He <laughs> <laughs>
0: gets the, the best pokeweed. <laughs> All right. All right, All right so, so I'll be right back while you muddle over what you're going to do next.
1: If that smith hands me some half plate, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> 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 Alright.
0: So, we're off to next. Um, do you
1: guys want to hit the smith or the quartermaster?
2: Yeah, the one cool with me.
1: Uh, quartermaster. Yeah, all let's all do right. quartermaster
0: first. Alright, all right. <laughs> so you find yourselves being, again, escorted by the same Tiefling sister, pro- probably, might be the same sister. You're not sure. Um, right. uh, escorted to what looks to be like a training yard. Um, and you can see several uh, initiates in, like, you know, padded armor, padded weapons, sparring in the courtyard behind the main building. Uh, she leads you into it, and you you hear her, like, hail the man in charge with a particular, like... TUTOS! And the guy turns around and goes, Ha! TUTOS! Welcome! It's weird. You've never heard that phrase before. It seems odd. But uh, he steps forward and goes, I assume you're here to see the big one. The boss. Uh, The tiefling woman nods and the man, you know, quickly darts off to the back room. A moment later, a heavily scarred and battle-ready woman steps forward with a large head of gingered hair um and she looks at you lot and goes right from the big man in the big house yeah yep yep right i'm going to be the big man that is the big house <laughs> <laughs> so i suppose it is something that you're looking for outs- outside of what's previously agreed upon or are you here s- simply on short and appropriate business
1: Well, we're here to find out what's been agreed upon.
4: As usual, we are told surprisingly little.
1: Get used to it, sugar.
0: Been used to it since Port Clamara. That sounds about right. You came quite the distance to come here. Anyway, doesn't matter. So... I can see you're wearing those big old backpacks on you, so you've already seen some of your, well, I assume you would call them appointments. But, follow me. She sort of points down a corridor uh, out of the main chamber of the room, or the building. I follow. Cool. Yep. yep. She gestures follow. to a series of single rooms. She goes, This is where you may call yourselves home when you're in the capital city. Please, call me Big R. This is your home when you're here. There should be proper locked foot lockers with their keys nesting next to them for you to keep your particular belongings safe, a weapon rack in every room, a properly well-made bed, and anything that you could probably need on shorthand. There's plenty of willing and able initiates that would love to be at your beck and call. You have to understand, you're all quite the uh, people to know in the town as of now.
1: Yes, I imagine so. <laughs> she
0: gives Pahokwe a look like, is he real? Like, is this is this how he always is? Never mind. Uh, <clears throat> so, outside of your ability to stay here on any terms you desire, I also have put forward fresh new clothes and whatever else you might require for the road. I see again that, you, as I've already pointed out to you, you're well-stocked, but... Check your rooms for yourselves. I'm sure you'll find things that you would probably need and probably have forgotten. That is the extent of what I've been demanded to put forward for you. So I hope you find it, well, comfortable should be the low, low key for your thoughts on the matter. Very well. If you need me, I'll be in the courtyard out back whipping these worthless bags of elf flesh into something resembling an army. With that, she just promptly leaves you.
3: Well, before she leaves, I'm going to ask her, did she send, or did she ask for, um, for sons, but was sent, damn it, I fucked that up.
0: Right. I'm trying to make a move on. Right, where they, was she sent daughters when she asked for sons? Yes. Right, uh, doesn't matter, because if you can swing a sword, I don't care what gender you are. In this forest, you fight for the forest. This ain't fucking China. From Mulan. <laughs> How? Never mind. That wasn't a stab at modern. T- fuck it. Um.
1: Uh
4: So, should we check our rooms and see if there was anything there?
1: Yeah. I mean, at this rate, we might find a fully wrapped present. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they left mints on our pillows.
3: Oh yeah. Maybe they. Uh, maybe they folded up our towels in
0: that look So I'm gonna spare you the, uh-huh. the the theory craft. <laughs> In each of your rooms you find uh, a fresh set of four sets of clothing. One is is it's it's they've done their homework. This is impressive. Oh. For each of you, one of the sets of clothing is like a sort of like Sunday best, something you would wear that's incredibly culturally appropriate. Like Karak, you have like a long flowing robe with wing holes so you can like put your wings through it and shit. Mm-hmm. That reminds you of something the holy men of your, you know, homelands would have worn. Feels very appropriate. But again, very like, you know, you probably wouldn't wear that just going to dinner. Um Uh you know, Pahoque there is a, a, a harness with, you know, large, like bombastic accoutrement that would mm-hmm. hang upon your shoulders to make you look like some sort of uh you know, a religious elder of your tribe of your you know one of the tribes hmm. um, so sort of each of you have like a very nice outfit that is you know a very fitting for your culture and for the sake of the Azimar yours is more of a like a like a long um I don't want, don't want to say like tight fitting but it's like more form fitting than flowy and it's like oh this is like a like a high, Class dress from the great city of Yao You recognize the fashion um, Each of you have a Sort of hard weather gear Where it's like heavier and you know You could definitely wear this out In you know Any environment and it would keep you warm And uh, insulated um, it, You can see it's all oiled too So if you got wet it wouldn't stay wet So you wouldn't you know, have to worry about hypothermia Very much from that and then the other two sets of clothing are just sort of standard fare, but rugged and durable. There are fresh versions of your weapons and, and armor that you w- were wearing when you uh, entered the city. So if you you know your if your blade's a little dinged up, you've got a fresh sword to replace it. Uh, if your armor's getting a little worn in some spots, you have fresh you know leather and etc. to replace it. Um. Again, you have this sort of footlocker with the lock and key that you can store your items in between missions. Um, the bed is probably one of the most comfy beds you've ever rested in. Like, it, If any of you are tired, uh, you fight the urge to sleep in it immediately. Or maybe you don't. I don't, I don't know. I get, in,
3: I get in and sleep
0: immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she's going to miss out visiting the smith. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, as was advertised, there's a weapon rack, there's an armor rest it's it's quite the nice little slice of home uh that seems very much tailored for each of you. It's so nice to not have
1: mm-hmm. to hand somebody gold to sleep for the first time in a while, yep, <laughs> yeah, sure, it's. Nope. I'll um I'm gonna put my old glaive up on the weapons rack near my area and
0: pick up this like new fresh glaive. Yep. It's well balanced, well crafted, sharp, ready for battle. Awesome.
4: I guess I'll leave my traditional whale shafted uh, trident here and grab this fancy new one.
0: Mm-hmm. Made of like birch. Haft and uh, strong iron.
4: Neat. Look at y'all using metal for all kinds of stuff up here.
0: (laughs) 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 Alright, so basically if any of you guys have ammunitions, those have been replenished. Um, Refresh any of your weapons or armor that you care to, and it's a place for you to rest your head. So, to the blacksmith? Yeah, blacksmith. Looks like it. So you all are, are again escorted by one of the Tiefling sisters, probably the same one, maybe not, um, to a quite the. I mean, it's it's within back within the palace walls. It's this is not just a blacksmith stop, sh- um, shop. This is this is an armory with active forge and m- several people at work um, hammering metal uh, and quenching it as you all approach, a uh, stouter than normal, but uh, still very much a high elf uh, man approaches you and goes, uh, yes, we've been expecting you. Uh, we were cur- asked to ready your rooms at the Quartermaster's with uh, replacements for your armors and armaments. Is uh, I hope you all found that quite well.
1: Yes. I uh, give my glaive a little ...flick on the metal, like, most satisfactory.
0: Lovely. I recognize our our handiwork anywhere. I'm glad that you find it to your uh, quality of expectation. So, uh, I have been informed by Chet that you all, to have any need of any kind whatsoever... Uh, come our way with those requests, and we will do our best in your times abroad to manufacture what it is that you require. Unless it's, of course, short order and something simple, we could craft it within a day. But uh, should you all desire uh, new weaponry or more powerful weaponry, uh, we, we could put to the task. But uh, should your group ask for anything of that matter, we could probably only handle one special project at a time. Uh, is there anything simple that any of you might require? Armor, shields, whatnot.
1: Do you have any studded leather in stock?
0: Naturally. And we can have it form-fitted for you within an hour if you would kindly go in that direction. He sort of just like points to where a couple of people are, are working.
1: Absolutely. I'll walk off in that direction.
0: Yep. You're immediately attended to by a couple of, of elves... Who get that you're looking for studded leather, and they immediately set upon gathering uh, a suit of leather that's a little too big for you, and start to measure where they need to take it in.
1: Nice. Would you, by chance, happen to have perhaps a suit
0: of half plate? Uh, look, shoving down, half plate for a person of your stature would take a little bit of tinker, but uh, I imagine we could we could we could fashion that. Uh, we could I offer you anything more? modest than that at the time that we could f- fashion for you today.
1: Hmm. I think that's the uh, out of character, Lee. That's actually the only armor that I can wear that gives me a bonus. Hmm.
0: You don't get
4: better armor from
1: a or a better AC from a breastplate? I don't believe so.
0: I'm not sure that barbarians can wear heavier armors.
1: Yeah. Um. When we talked... Uh, you're like, yeah, I think the only thing on there is actually half-plate. What is your AC right now, anyway? Um, Man, that is a good question. Let me just pull that up real quick <laughs> while I talk. Um, it is 14.
0: But you know about unarmored defense, right? Yeah. And what if you're not wearing any armor, what would your AC be then? Hold on. 10 plus dex plus constitution modifiers.
1: 10 plus dex plus constitution modifier.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm mm-hmm. um, Oh, wow. It would be um, 17.
0: Well, you might want to just not wear armor, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to. You know, cancel that order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the blacksmith nods. Was, uh, na- naturally, of course. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my AC is now 17 with uh, studded leather. Nice. Right. does anyone else have any other needs, or does anyone want to put forward a special project for the 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 armory to begin crafting?
4: Well, if nobody else has a special project, I have one that could be pretty good.
0: What's that? Yeah.
4: Do you think that you could make some barding for uh, my wonderful steed, Chesapeake?
0: Um, is, is Chesapeake present? Uh... Probably okay. I'm I'm okay with whatever. I, whatever you were saying, yeah. Um, he goes, well, if you could leave her here for a short hour, maybe less, while your friend is being fitted for the studded leather, we could take whatever measurements we would probably need. And yes, I imagine by the next time you come back to town, we could absolutely have that made. All right. Go ahead and uh, grab grab those measurements. Of course. <laughs> sort of whistles and uh, a handful of assistants like three or four assistants step up and then he tells them what they're going to do and they look at the crab and then look back at the forge master and go, yes, sir. And start to try and deduct measurements that would be applicable for making crab armor.
4: So this, this is now an out-of-character exchange. Sure. Uh, all right, so she currently has coral barding which you said gives her an AC plus 2. Right. Um, so she's, she's sitting at 17 right now. Okay. Uh, player's Handbook says barding is armor, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the cost is four times the equivalent armor made for humanoids, and yep. it weighs twice as much. Yep. So I don't actually know which, which thing I would be looking at.
0: So imagine, right, that the coral barding you created for for her.
4: Mm-hmm. Would he, that be like studded leather?
0: That's effectively studded leather. So, so I'd probably be
4: looking at like scale.
0: Okay. So you want scale mail? That'll look cool. Which would be yeah. two more points higher? Yes. Alright. So yeah. Um, yeah, so so by the by the time you come back next after your first mission uh, scale mail barding will be made and fitted to Chesapeake, increasing her AC by two. Again, that'll cool. nice. just be two hundred gold. All right. Well, it's not not a cost to you guys. Ow. Neat. Yeah. So the fortune says, "All right, well, that's the special project that I'll certainly have more than a fair share of hands working towards. But is there any mon- more mundane things that you all are presently in need?" Not unless you can make my spells stronger.
2: <laughs> I think I'm okay. I think I'm
3: okay too.
0: That's uh the the Forge Master nods and goes, Very well. I expect to see you all when you return to the capital. Uh
3: oh, wait, I, I did think of
0: something. Oh.
3: Um I being a fur am able to do some some neat things, but not all the time. Sometimes I need to uh you know, to to rest in between. Do you sell anything or is there anything that uh, will give me the benefit of, you know, resting for a short bit so I'm able to redo my racial abilities uh, before actually resting?
0: The forge master shakes his head. Shamefully, I do not believe that's something within my capabilities. I'm sure there's someone in town that might be able to help you with that, but that's a little out of my wheelhouse.
3: Okay, that's fine. Thank you.
0: That might have been something good to ask the alchemists or the. Didn't uh... think of
3: it till now. That's
0: fine. Well, it's something to consider next time you talk to them. All right, so you guys are all ready to go see the stable. Yep. I
1: believe
0: so. All right. Yeah. So you know, just fast forward that hour to keep things consistent. So you've been fitted to a, you know, fresh studded leather, uh, and the measures have been have been taken from Chesapeake. All right. So you guys are led for the final time to the stable, to which the tiefling woman goes. Very well. That's the extent of my tour for you all. I hope to never hear from you again, and everything go quite smoothly without my assistance. And then she excuses herself. So, Bye. yep. You guys go into the uh, stable. You're met by a middle-aged woman who is uh, sort of shucking. Uh, not shucking. She's um. I was just. She was. She's doing farrier work. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. As you all enter the stable, uh, she. You know relieves the hoof to the ground and steps forward and goes, Ah, yes. Uh, well, there's only one group of people that matches your description that I'm expecting, so I assume you're here for Chet's work. Yep. Naturally. So cool. Everyone knows us. Well, th- you're expected in these
1: places. I mean, of course they do, Nalus. We, we don't like <laughs> exactly that London. Uh,
3: and she
0: goes, Yes, for the big man and she opens uh, a stable uh and a a large ram steps Ooh. forward he goes i believe this this old this old beast could handle your load that phrasing kenny <laughs> i i think that would be pretty appropriate considering the circumstances you fucking deviant <laughs> uh yeah, I think this
1: will do. I'll walk up and like give it a pat. Does uh, is it a male or female ram? Male. What's his
0: name? Well, I've been calling him Thustek, but I imagine if you that keep... ain't gonna
1: be his name. <laughs> what? I said that ain't gonna be his name. Okay. <laughs> I'll come up with a different one. <laughs> sure. That was in character. That was him like yeah. that's that's not. Cool. <laughs> Rude.
0: Whatever. I said he was great otherwise. <laughs> so yeah, you're able to mount up onto this this pretty sizable ram and uh it it handles just like a horse, outside of that really. Awesome. Uh the rest of you, except for Nalos, of course, are all fitted, or uh, all shown horses. Um, they're all very good in health. They have; they're already saddled. Their saddle bags are stuffed with uh, feed and maintenance supplies to take care of them. Uh, and uh, Nalos, you're offered um, a sort of attachment to your saddle for Chesapeake, which is a pair of saddlebags that are larger than the ones you already have on there and have been freshly stocked with things that you expect to find in there. Nifty. And with that, the the stable ma- uh, master, mistress, whatever you'd call a woman who has a stable, um, she goes, well, that's all I'm indentured to do for you, so I hope you find it quite well, and if you need supplies to take care of your mounts, please stop by. Thank you for your service. Naturally. To the animals or to you? She sort of smiles. Both. She nods and excuses herself. So you guys are ready to start your unification of the Felwyn Kingdom, of Felwyn Forest. Your first task that you've set before yourselves is Lake Felmos, so you'll be leaving the Felon Capital traveling west. With that, I think it's unfortunately time for us to end for the night, uh, or at least pretty close to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So next week, the journey begins. Thank you for joining us. As always, I am and have been, rather, your DM and host. I nailed that.
2: <laughs>
0: Absolutely nailed it. Uh, Kenny, I've had the distinct pleasure of arming up and readying for their campaign ahead of them, this fine party of people, including but not limited to, because the Warlock's not present, our druid. Hey, this is Clay. I'll see you next time. Our rogue. Hey, this is Elise playing
3: Leonara. I will see you next time.
0: Our, I almost said our Nalos, our fighter. Hey, guys, this is Nick. Uh, thanks for listening. Our Our bard.
2: Hi, it's Lauren. Thanks for joining us.
0: And our barbarian.
1: First, he is our Nalos. And <laughs> this is Pahokwi. See you next time. Take care, everybody. Good night.
0: Thanks. Bye.